But you know what was cool is a lot of times, uh, so we're talking about filming the Good Cops Halloween special. When are, are we starting? Did we start yeah, the podcast? I'd say we started. At what point did we start the podcast? I'll let you know later. No, right. I'm just kidding. Don't, um, I won't. don't keep any of the stuff that I say. Okay, I won't. I'll cut out all those horrible things that you opened with, and then I'll, I'll start right when it got good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, I was going to say people during the filming of the Good Cops Halloween special were like, hey, I love the Biofriendly podcast. Yeah. I was so that was thrilled. Awesome. I was right. so thrilled because we actually, when you do see, for those of you who are both fans of the Biofriendly podcast and of the Good Cops, mm-hmm. when you watch the Good Cops Halloween special, you will notice that there is a scene that involves a witch. Mm-hmm. And that scene was shot in the same room that we do the Biofriendly Podcast. Right, right here, here. Right yes. here. And the best was while we were setting up and, and the crew and people were coming in, they peeked in and they were like, oh, this is where the Biofriendly Ooh, Podcast is taped. This is where you do the Biofriendly this Podcast. This is the show. <laughs> so by the way. so cute because the crew is all so so uh, so delicate and tender with all of the like the, the, yeah. the stuff in the back and making sure it was all. Yeah, you know, making carefully. sure the, the sign was taken down. And then we were trying to tape down the floor to show like where the table was, where our tripods were, where the telescope was, you know, all right. this stuff. And mostly we got it right. But like, you know, if you're one of those people who's a stickler for details, there's probably a few things askew. Here's the issue what? with the Biofriendly podcast as as opposed to like good cops, right? Okay. When uh, when Kevin Rosenquan comes mm-hmm. in, right? Very talented, and, very wonderful dude. And he throws down the tape. Oh, yeah. He's throwing down the good tape. The good tape. He's he knows what he's doing. Sticks, he's a professional. And he's putting it in a way that it ain't coming up. Right. Not until he wants it to come up. Right. And right. then it comes up when he says it's time to come up. Absolutely. He commands it. He does his magic, and mm-hmm. then it comes up. Mm-hmm. We throw down basically like, like scotch tape. Scotch tape on the floor just because we're quick and trying to get and it done. Stupid. And like stupid. Yeah. Okay. And we're just like, let's just lay it down fast. It'll be fine. There's no reason this will get caught on the bottom of this anybody's shoe. This is not going to cause anyone any issue. It will be here when we get back. Right. Well. It wasn't. It wasn't. So and a lot that's of, our fault. <laughs> that's on me. Us. We take we take team responsibility All right. for every bad thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Welcome to the show. Every bad thing we do. Every bad thing we do. Welcome. I do dumb things too. Of Just course. listen to the first part of this podcast. Uh huh. No, I'm cutting that out. I'm cutting out the dumb stuff. All the dumb stuff. All the dumb I say stuff. All the, the... They should never know who you truly are. No. The monster. <laughs> the monster who sits next to you. Right next. I'm gonna say across from you, but I don't no. anymore. I'm right no, next to you now. I know, but I've gotten used to this format. I, think. I have too. It's yeah. Nice. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi guys. Welcome everybody. Bye, friendly podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Noel. And uh, today, Noel. Yeah. We're going to talk about choo-choo. Choo-choo? Trains. Yes! Yeah. We're talking about trains? Trains. I love trains. Raise yes. your hand if you love trains. Everyone's raising their hand. That's yeah, great. I should go higher. So oh, yeah. you, you, yeah. That was a strong raise hand. Yeah. I, I, that's great. I love trains. Uh, and I'm not even being uh, you know, over the top and over dramatic here. I, I, it's a thing. It's a thing where people know that I love trains. Right. Like when I go on vacations and we're traveling somewhere somewhere, and there's a train ride or yeah. like you know, whatever, everybody's like, well, we should go do that for Jacob. Uh, you know, like it's that's a cool. It's a thing that I like to do. So you also are oh, a fan. Oh man, I'm I'm huge on trains. Trains yeah. are the best. Do you remember when we were in Wisconsin and yes. we got to go to that train museum? Yes, that was one of the best 
days of my life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was so stoked yeah. walking through those old steam I engine trains. I love it so much. And I love mini train sets too, which makes me I sound am. like I'm 80. Yeah. Um, but I love those as well. Oh, my brother has a has the coolest Christmas train set that he puts up every oh, that's year. That's awesome. It's like, you know, the train goes around the tree. I love it. And I have a little one that I'm starting to build that like I got given as a gift and it's going to go around the tree this year. Yeah. But like my dream is to one day have one of those garages where you go in and there's like a mountain scene yeah. with a city and the whole world and I'll just be in there for like and they'll be like where's grandpa and he's like oh, he's working on his trains you know like that's what I want that, that's what I want that'll be rad though your grandkids yeah. are gonna be like wait he's working on the trains they're, yeah, gonna, they're, go gonna, watch. they're gonna wanna build trains with right. you man and you'll be the cool grandpa who's like yeah sure Yeah, sure. I've got plenty of money sure. I did the biofriendly podcast <laughs> so you can break these train tracks trying to put them together all you want because I'm Jacob want. Givens and I'm incredibly famous and powerful <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that's a really promising looking future. That's that's my prediction. Well, no, I mean this is a cool one because not only are they great, but you know, first of all, you don't get to experience them as often in in I mean, we got a train system here in LA. We yeah, got a train system. Absolutely. But we it, actually are finally putting together quite a decent metro system even. Yes. But yes, yes in terms of like yeah, we have I mean, we got a union station. We got a union we got, station. We even have uh, we even have cargo trains, man. We yeah. got we got the whole bit. We, we got, got the all. whole bit. It's just, you know, I think that what would be cool to see in our lifetime is to, it to become way more used, more tracks laid. Um, and I think that that's some of the stuff that's in the works, which yeah. is really exciting. That's I, when, good. when I was researching this, before we get into how good trains are, um, you know, I was looking into California and like we've got the bullet train that's, you know, being proposed from uh, Burbank to Anaheim. To Amsterdam. And Amsterdam. Yes. <laughs> it goes underwater. Um, so there, there's billions of dollars on the table that are being talked about this, um, about more trains here. Because the interesting thing is there has been a. Um, where was it? It was this this train track that was in um, Los Angeles. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was a new freeway that they had been working on for like 50 years yeah. that they've been wanting to get. And it is called the High Desert Corridor Freeway. Yes. And that was going to be... I know you're talking about. Yeah. So they were, they were like, it's going to be eight lanes. It's going to be great. And this has been proposed and on the table for a long time. And it, it might actually be halted forever. Wow. Because really? everybody was like... Why are we going to work to create another freeway that's going to get congested and bogged down with people uh -huh. and just cause more and more problems and okay. more and more traffic and more and more emissions? And yeah. it's going to make California go into the red again because we have you know millions of cars in this freeway. We need to completely scrap this and just build the train. Thank you. God. Right? I know. So I'm like, so behind that, actually. I am too. Yeah. It's a really good idea, I think, because trains are 10 times more efficient in terms of getting people from one place to the next. And then once I... And cargo. Oh, yeah. Cargo, people, and the amount of emissions, um, I, I, I can dive into it right oh, away. Dude, I mean, are you going to go into maglev? Huh? Are you going to go into magnetic levitation trains, magnetic no, trains? No, you tell me. God, I didn't you, even get there in my research. You the, tell me. When the time comes, Okay. let's talk about okay, that. Okay, okay, for sure. So I found this great article that was kind of like breaking down what mode of transportation mm -hmm. causes the highest level of emissions. Okay. Now, before I kick this off, I'm not going to shame you for getting on a domestic flight. Because no. you got to get places, and, and world travel is great. And we've done an episode on travel, yep. so you got to do it. But hands down, the highest form of carbon emissions are a domestic flight. Of course. Yeah. 
that's, that's 100%. Yep. So it's good that you, these trains are, I mean, not trains, these planes and automobiles, um, <laughs> these planes are full of people because the more, of obviously, the more we can carry from one place to the next, that's better. That's, it's more efficiency. You know, more efficiency. Um, but actually, you know, a long haul flight is actually better. And I don't know where they're getting those metrics from. It's like uh, domestic is almost adds more than a long haul flight, well, which with, I don't know why that would with be. With anything, you've got the problem of, of, a, of, of activation energy. Like how, how much, yeah. how much energy does it take to get the plane in the air? Right. And then land it. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is involved in that process? And then how much does that, how much, how many missions does that cost? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a shorter flight and you're, you know, going domestically, then you are going to have to take that plane off more times. Yeah. And every time you're doing that, you're using a lot more fuel and creating a lot more emissions so that, than that if you're sense. just cruising through the sky. Yeah. So if you're going from L.A. to... New York. to Well, New York. It's still, still domestic flight. Yeah, domestic. But, but like but L.A. all the way out to to London, right? Amsterdam. You're, let's go back let's to go, Amsterdam. Let's go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Listen, of, you're not taking the bullet train to Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, you're taking the plane. Yeah. Um, so so you're taking a... Yeah, so, so you're taking a, a plane to go all the way out there. You're only going to conceivably lift off once and use that... The whole time. amount of energy, and then yeah. go all this distance with all these people over to land there. Whereas if you're less. doing it to New York and you're trying to pick up passengers to save money in right. Salt Lake City, right. and then in Atlanta, and then you get to New York, which yeah. happens way more than any of us want to admit. Right. Um, so what we're trying to tell you, you've, t- you've just taken off. You've just done th- three takeoffs, right? And three landings. So we're trying to encourage everybody uh, fly international. Like, stop visiting your family. Stop. Stop stop going to Chicago and seeing people that you know. Go to Paris, man. Like, just be like, if if, if your family is like, hey, are you coming home for Thanksgiving? Just be like, nope. Go to to Paris, man, should be uh, one of our slogans. Go to Paris, man. Like if you're going to take a trip, just go to Paris. Go to Paris, man. Yeah. So, so that's the message that we're sending you right now. And if you get in trouble with your family, if they're like, "Why aren't you coming home for Thanksgiving?" You'd be like, "The bio-friendly podcast said that domestic I, flights are bad for the environment. I can't travel domestically I anymore. I have to go on long haul flights. The only way I could see you is if I go to Paris first, first, and spend time there, and enjoying you, myself with my wife and wine, and then I'll catch or husband, and then I'll catch you or children, up, and I'll catch or you boyfriend. <laughs> or girlfriend or neighbor. I don't care who you go to France with. Just go to France. Anyway, go to France, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The worst was, I was literally, I was like, and you then, were on a roll. I was like, and then you try to, and then you go to, and then you get to, and then you come back. And you're out, and I was like, I'm just gonna let him ride this that, one out. That may have been the bit. <laughs> that may have been the bit. That may have been what you were going yeah, for. Yeah. So, so pl- domestic flights, long haul flights. So take those international trips. But then right under that. So th- by the way, those were they say CO2 emissions. But then on planes, there's a little category here that says secondary effects from high altitude. Oh God, that's, uh, so, that's a great point. Yeah. So that that kind of compounds the amount because yeah. like it says, uh, you know, 133. I'm guessing that's grams. That G, you yep, think? Grams. Yeah, grams. 133 grams is probably like per person. Um, but it, then the domestic flight, it adds an additional 121 grams because of being in the high altitude. Right. So it, it complicates it. It is. It's rotten. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a problem. So, but then you get down to a car, one passenger, mm-hmm. and that's kind of shocking. That is 171 grams. Yeah. <sighs> So it's more than a domestic flight. It yeah. doesn't have the complication from being in the high altitude, but that really is the most inefficient. And I mean, if this city is guilty 
of anything. It is one person in a car right. all the time. Yep. This this city is the is the king of every car. They're like we have carpool lanes, and you're looking around, and you're like, there's so few people. In the, take, yeah. in the carpool lane because oh, everybody's got, just the point, in their nice cars. Well, right? and it, it got to the point that people were people were, were getting angry that there's a carpool lane because right. you're wasting a lane for people who want to travel. Right. It's like, exactly. Well, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. Angelino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angelino. So anti-carpool uh, lane. They are so, aren't they? All these Angelinos. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just saying a name. No, like... <laughs> Let's pick I forgot a, that let's we are pick. also referred to as Angelino. Let's pick on Angelino. The rest of the day, <laughs> Angelino, that guy's a jerk. Angelino is a jerk. He hates carpool lanes and he hates people who travel. Yeah. He probably doesn't go to Paris. Do you know what he go does? Go to Paris, he Angelino. He probably goes to Phoenix oh. via Minneapolis. Oh, he he flies to Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. He's a jerk. Such a jerk. Um, so Angelino. Car, car passenger. Then you get to bus, and that's 104 grams. That's an improvement from a car, but it's still not great. You know, buses. Now, I would imagine electric buses are a huge improvement, but there's a lot of these old school buses running around town or kicking out the diesel. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what they mean at the bottom there by coach, yeah. coach if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're headed with that, right? Yeah. So then up next is car with four passengers. Now, that thankfully cuts it way, 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 way down. So yeah. if you got your family, that's 43 grams because you are really splitting up. That CO2 emission right. amongst four people. Right. So that, that's ideal. Then you get down. This is where we're going. Domestic rail, 41 grams. That's it. That's a train, that's right? That's a train. So that is an efficient one. Then right under that is coach, which right. you think is like an electric. and Or natural gas. Natural gas, yeah. 27 grams. And then the lowest, and I don't even know what Eurostar this is. Eurostar is like a specific specific low emission type of train train that they use in Eurostar. Yeah. Okay. So that's the bottom of the list in this article. You have, with trains, you have options to go crazy low. Crazy low emission. Yeah. If you want to, let's go ahead yeah. and get into the old bullet train slash maglev yeah. right there. Let's get into it. As an example. I think this is perfect. You, so you kick it off. With a magnetic levitation train, here's mm-hmm. the idea is. That just sounds cool, by the way. Oh, it's a the, magnetic levitation it's train. the best. That sounds like something out of an X-Men movie. It is. Yeah. So here's the thing that's rad about it. Okay. So instead of putting trains on a track, like mm-hmm. you, see, you, put, you put these iron wheels on a track that, that don't fall off the track except right. when, when someone puts a you know a tied up woman on a in the thing <laughs> and, a know, and a guy with a mustache <laughs> yeah and he's gonna right. damsel in distress apart from that they, they right. stay on the track right right um with with a maglev train the concept is that you have you know you get, you get a positive charged magnet and you put it on a positive charge magnet and they don't touch they don't you can't get them to touch oh, each other oh right? yeah yeah so it actually floats ah. so you put you basically get the, the bottom of the train is, is one is one is charged one way. The, the instead of having a rail, you basically have the floor charged with the same magnetic charge. That and is so, that so cool. You're floating the train in a tube. And wow. then in the tube, so like in the train, obviously you've got oxygen recycling, but in the tube it's a vacuum. There's no so is this there's like the, no there's nothing in there. Right. This is like the Elon Musk stuff that he was working totally. on, right? This, this is, is yeah, the there's, future. There's a few tunnels. people working on this. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. But it's, he's no, one of he is absolutely an example of someone working on that. Yeah, I remember reading something but about that. If you this. have no if you have no air in there, there's no oxygen, there's no nitrogen, no carbon dioxide, there's nothing in there, right? Yeah. You've got a vacuum, then you have nothing to you have much less friction around wow. you to stop the train, right? Wow. Which means that once you get that train going and moving, provided that you don't have a lot of stops, you can make that train Haul, I don't want to use a donkey. Patootie. Haul donkey. Haul donkey. Uh, 
Yeah, so you can you can get that sucker going a thousand miles an hour mm-hmm. pretty easily, and because yeah. there's nothing else in the tube, because the tube is a single thing going the one way with no friction, nothing else in there, you 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 aren't really in much danger of having anything go wrong. You're just float floating along in a tube, floating through. It's kind of the like tunnel. do you remember you remember when we were kids and they had those I do those yeah wait 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 cue uh, nice nostalgic music uh, go on I used to dance <laughs> play in the lawn. At TV houses. Mm. We used to couch people. Yeah? Yeah. How do you couch a person? I'm interrupting your story. Tell me how you couch a person. This is bad that I'm teaching this to people. Especially because a lot of children listen to our podcast. Okay, you, children. All right, I promise. Children, close your ears. We'll get back to the train thing in a second. When I was in high school, in the short window, I lived in Illinois. I lived there okay. for one year. All right. We decided, you know how people toss out couches and furniture yeah, and stuff like that? totally. We had a friend who had a truck, and we used to go and collect as many pieces of furniture that we could, yeah. and then we would set up a living room scene <laughs> of somebody's... <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was great. It wasn't TPing. They would wake up in the morning, and there, oh. would, be a, there would be a couch, a coffee table, a rocking chair, and a lamp, like a living room. On somebody's front lawn. It was my favorite break <laughs> we ever break. did because, you know, all they got to do is move it to the curb, but still the person wakes up and they're like, Why is there a- who is living in my front yard? <laughs> who is living on my front yard? That is that is an overly overly elaborate prank. Overly elaborate, elaborate prank. Did you ever have couch fires in college? No. No, no. Or someone kind of... would leave a couch out because they were they were moving out of the place, and then and then you take the couch, and then you set it on fire. Set it on fire. <laughs> no, we never like, did that. instead of having a bonfire by the beach, you, you had a couch a, fire. You had a no, couch fire. that sounds pretty cool too. It was pretty rad. So anyway, great do, for the environment. Do not try this at home. Great but, for the environment. But I know, and uh, you know, it was a funny prank. Maybe maybe I'll pass that on to another future person who can start doing living room. Uh, pranks. You know, I think I think that's a good. That's it's a, a fun one. Healthy prank. I it's think fun. Kids, unplug your ears. Parents, rewind. Let them hear this. Let them hear it. Prank. It was fun. They should do this prank. Anyway, you were saying. Remember when we were kids? Remember when we were kids? Uh huh. All right, and then you go into like you go into a, a place with your dad where he was dropping off mail or or he had to like fill out some paperwork or whatever, and then the yeah. person would reach behind them and there was a tube. They put the little. Letter in a little tube, and then oh, put that yes, tube yes, yes, in the yes, suction yes. cup, and it'll it be gone. Hyper whatever vacuum seal tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's what the tr- these trains are basically. Oh wow! And then because they're lev- you know they're using magnetic levitation, there's no they're not touching anything, so there's that's no incredible. friction, and that's the that's the key. So by doing that, you can you can I mean you could get from at a thousand miles an hour, you can get from Los Angeles to New York, Pretty as an fat. example, in yeah. three hours. That's incredible. So can you imagine? How many less carbon emissions there would be if people just took the train? That's incredible. They could commute to work in New York. That's amazing. You see what I'm saying? I hope that happens in our lifetime because I've never one. I've never been to New York. Two, I want to get there in three hours. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> but, and then, and then more than that, now you have you need a lot of water to cool it, right? Yeah. So yeah, you'd yeah. be you'd be moving water around from one place to another. You could set it up so that flood zones, like in Houston, where you have this, these horrible floods and they've nowhere to put the water. Yeah. If you had these trains, like a network of these trains going everywhere. Yeah. You could take the water that's flooding into Houston, dump it all in and use that to cool the entire system throughout the nation. I love it. I love science. I love technology. I just love innovations like that. That's so cool. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Noel. This has been a moment with Noel. (laughs)
the way, is your now? By the way, I I, I get my you know I, I get my facts years ago, and then I get rusty and I forget little pieces. So if there's details that I'm left out or something I got wrong, call feel now. Feel free to call and, and 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 correct it and get us right. But I, that's about that's about it. Yeah, that's about it's about it's close enough to right that people can generally general understanding. Don't use the moment with Noel as your proof. I say when use you're it. Trying, okay, go ahead. I say use it, it for school. It's fine. I yeah. say use it in your report. <laughs> use me as your site. Site no. <laughs> By the way, I just realized I said call now, and I realized the phones probably have been shut off or silented for the filming. Well, when we do our show, we leave them on. We leave them on so that we, people can call. They can call. But when we do good cops and we turn them people off. who are smarter, like Kevin Rosenquan, is a yeah. great example. Yeah. They hit the no do not disturb button, and then nobody calls. So smart. Yeah. So right now, if you're trying to call just feverishly, like I gotta call the podcast. Yeah. We'll turn it on next episode. Next episode, but we'll have it on so you can call. So you can call in. Yeah. But anyways, so the the thing is, is this is this is a, a really low emission, easy, fast way to move around the place and move a lot of people, and it's a lot better than putting them on planes. That's amazing. And then you know, and then people don't have to feel afraid of a plane crash, also, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Well, here's Not some. That that happens, it doesn't. So get on the plane. I mean, yeah. it does, but it's very unusual. Very unusual. We've yeah. got it down. We've got it down. We've yeah. really, really solved a lot of this travel stuff. So. Yeah. Um, how does traveling by a train compare? A uh, train virtually always comes out better than a plane, often by a lot. A journey from London to Madrid would emit 43 kilograms, 95 pounds of CO2 per passenger by train, but 118 kilograms by plane. Plus the 147 kilograms for being high altitude. Exactly. Or 256 kilograms if the non-CO2 emissions are included, according to EcoPassenger. So that's some facts right there. Yikes. But then an interesting thing here was... Um, the, the the plane always is more than the train, but there was instance in this article that was talking about it said, but the improvement in a place like Paris on a train is better than, say, Poland. Mm. And that's because per, uh, Paris and France, they power their trains through nuclear energy, oh. whereas in Poland, it's still coal. Right. So that's the difference. And so in the nuclear energy, it's more efficient and less carbon emissions, which people get scared by that word. But I mean, it's a it, it's actually a really great resource yeah, if handled correctly. We, we've touched on that before. Yeah, you should definitely look into what they've done to make nuclear reactors basically impossible to melt down. They've done right. some pretty incredible. They've, they've done a lot in the last little while. I'm, I'm not to, I'm not going to sit here and say that yeah. BioFriendly officially endorses nuclear energy. For sure not. Because these are our personal opinions. But right. but it's uh, it's you should definitely look into the improvements in nuclear safety. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really gotten better. Yeah. So, um, but that's an example of something where where it's it's a better, at least in this situation, as opposed to coal. Mm-hmm. It's it's leaving way less of a of a carbon emission. Yeah. So and and again, the one in Poland that's on coal is still better than cars or planes. It's still an right. improvement. It's just not as good. So. And and we're still just talking about passengers. Yeah. We not not cargo. We haven't even gotten into the cargo bit of this, right. which is which is a whole other monkey. A whole I don't other know. banana. Let me know when you want to get into that monkey. I don't have Probably anything will. on that monkey. monkey. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, finish what you're, okay. well, what you're no, doing and then we'll get... We'll, well, we'll I wanted to see up. if there was anything else um, on this. I mean, it was talking about boats and whatnot, which boats are obviously a good thing obviously, as well. Obviously, <laughs> you should be in a pirate ship <laughs> yeah. going by but, sail. But that's not really something you wearing can pirate hats. take advantage of if you're not near water. Stealing treasure. People in Nevada, New Mexico, and Arizona aren't like, well, I commute by boat. From unsuspecting governments in Europe. Right, right. That's how you should do it. And you should have a cool nickname like Redbeard. Right. Or Yellowbeard. <laughs> or Smokehead. 
Smokehead. Yeah. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. So there's an entire, the, the railroads have, have gotten wise to this, obviously. There's an association of American railroads. And if you go to their site, they have a whole section that says freight rail and the greening of America. And mm-hmm. I mean, literally they're pushing right now that we should return to the days of the trains, you know, like it should be the old West out there and we should be getting on the trains and going from city to city. So I think that that, yeah. that would be a promising, I think people would be sad to give up their cars. Um, cause not, I think that's a hard thing, but, the, but, but the tomorrow generation isn't, they, yeah. they have you, I mean, have you noticed that's how, very true. We are in an Uber generation. Yeah. They, they are much happier to have someone who drives a lot and is good at it and comfortable at it, drive them around. Very true. We are a generation and our parents and grandparents before us that cars have been a huge fixture Uh, and and getting your first car, you know. Go ahead, sorry. Represented freedom. Yeah, freedom. You get get your driver's license at 16, you got your wheels, you get to go out with your friends. But I wonder now, and I'll ask my son this, um, how does he feel? Is he excited about driving as he gets closer? That'll be an interesting thing to see. Is he going to, he's, of course, he's going to look forward to doing it, but they're growing up with this, like, yeah, I don't know. I'll just get a car and have it take me to the place I need to go. I'll have someone do it for me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It just isn't that expensive. It probably costs less actually at this point. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm still, uh, there's a lot of propaganda in my house going towards learn, getting your driver's license and learning, oh, learning sure. how to drive. Oh yeah. Which, I mean, even if I, if my kids decide that they don't want to drive, which is totally fine, I want them to know how. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I'm going to teach him to drive manual cars. I'm going to teach him to drive a boat, a nuclear train. I wish I knew how to drive manual. I tried to learn one time, and it was just awful at it. Let's go learn how to drive a manual car. Let's do it. We'll make an episode of it. That would be so great. Let's film it, too. (laughs) Let's film it. Just me stalling the car, slipping the clutch. Let's put it on the (laughs) Biofilmy podcast. (laughs) I tried to learn. I was in in the Chicago suburbs, and I was on this little boxy Toyota Corolla, and my dad was trying to teach me how to put the, the, you know, and I just... And he probably yelled at you the whole time, uh, right? It just just wasn't going well. I just was like... "Ah." (laughs) My my mom is a teacher. Uh Uh-huh. My dad is uh, my dad is not is not. Mm-hmm. My dad is uh, has has many wonderful mm-hmm. gifts and is a super smart dude and a lot right. of fun. I love him to pieces. But when it comes to who's going to be teaching you to do something, yeah, it's got to be my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, when my dad tried, it was basically just an explosion of swear words. <laughs> and you were like, "I'm never going like, to learn how to drive." I'm just this never going to learn how to drive anything. Yeah. That's pretty much yeah. what I decided. And then yeah. my mom got in the car. She's like, "Let's try again." And she was so patient and kind. I was like, "Oh, I can do it. I can do anything." I love it. Um, yeah, but, but I, yeah, that's a, that's the that's as far as I got on the on the. I wanted you to talk about what you wanted to say with cargo and the other things that you're. Doing. Well, first of all, just so to give people an idea of what, what why trains are so cool. Yeah, is because of how they're constructed. Because you have an. Again, we talked about this with planes. You don't start or stop unless you determine that it's time to start or stop because you're right. on a rail. Right. And you, there's nothing else on the rail but you and the other trains. And those are all coordinated for financial efficiency to not run into each other. Right. Right. Or not be anywhere near each other. Right. So you can, you don't have to keep starting and stopping a train. You can get the train going, get the momentum moving, and then it just rolls. And because of, because of how strong the engines are and because of the way they're operating, you can pull a lot more with a train engine than you can with a, a truck engine. Nice. All right. Torque. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And they, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and so, so when, if you're if you got to move cargo as an example from mm-hmm. Atlanta to Los Angeles, and you're doing right. it with a train. Yeah. You ever seen those long, just long oh. sets of trains where oh, you've yeah. got probably three or four engines, and you've got 
40 different, you know, yeah. you've got you've got 40 containers yeah. sitting on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each of those containers is a truck. Wow. So instead of pulling each of those containers with one engine that's stopping and starting in traffic yeah. through every city that it has to go through from Atlanta to Los Angeles, you are pulling 40 that's with some... four engines yeah. across the entire country right, right. without stopping all the time yeah. and without having to deal no with... No pee breaks. Without having to deal with the fact that, that uh, you know, that... that that the untrained driver just cut off the truck and the truck had to stop and then jackknife and kill six people behind him. Right, right, exactly. Which then brings me to the other point why it's better than the environment. If you have more trains and more options for trains to do that, then you don't need as many trucks. Oh, man. Which means that the freeways are more open. I really want to reduce the trucks in the road. And I know I value what a trucker does in driving across the country, but, man... Uh, where we drive, there are a lot of trucks, and it, there's it, and, there's, and you know, and in, in the cities, there still would be some trucks because right. you still have to get it from yard to thar. But, but it would be, but we could do it with less, particularly we could just cut them in half, literally. More, Take more, all the trucks and with a broadsword and just cut the back of the truck open. Right, that's what I want to do. That's beautiful. You should do that ninja style <laughs> with your sword. Well, Lots of flips. I am destroyer of trucks. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Then the truck just effect. explodes. Yeah, that's what I want um, to do. Uh, w- yeah, but less trucks means less congestion, which means less stopping and starting, which means less emissions, which means a cleaner environment. So there's a million reasons why you could go that way. There now, are. if we go the next step, what's the next step? And start build, putting them in tunnels. Oh yeah. And doing that maglev style. Mm-hmm. Now you can zip them all over the place. Zip. Right, you zip zabs up. You can get your you can get your your shoes you ordered from Amazon even faster because they came from New York in three hours. That's what I'm saying. So See, I'm just saying let's 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 just bring on the trains. Think about trains as a as maybe a maybe a green option. I think that would be incredible. Let's get there. There's so many solutions that we could be working on, and uh, this one should be the first because I love trains so much. So mm, let's mostly just because it, we love trains. Yeah, we love trains. <clears throat> but I got to tell you something before we wrap things up. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you something. I, I while I was researching trains. Um, you just are looking at articles and things about the environment and you find all these things about the freeways in California and building new trains and, and, you know, all this exciting technology. And then I saw an article and I was like, well, that doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but it's kind of funny. So I just thought I'd bring it to you anyway, because we're, we're nearing the end. So let's just, uh, let's cut loose. Let's cut loose. The name of this article was a poop train from New York befouled a small Alabama town until the town fought back. Oh my God. Oh, my God. I saw the words poop train, and I was like, oh, what we're did, talking about this, right? What did New York do? So, apparently, um, New York and New Jersey were loading up sewage onto trains and sending them to Alabama. Why? <laughs> Because they're jerks? I don't know. I don't what? know what person who works this in the is... New York sewage was like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Just send it to Alabama. Put it on a train. Send it to Alabama. They're like, this is, this is, right? this is almost as nefarious yeah. as, as, uh, as couching yeah. someone's front yard. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Yeah, it is. It is. This sounds like a prank. Like some guy in New York is like, <laughs> it's like, I got the greatest I idea. I got the greatest idea. We're going to put all the poop on a train and then we're going to send it to Alabama and let's see if they notice. It literally sounds it says all oh anyone, <laughs> Parish, Alabama. All anyone here could talk about was the odor, which drifted from the rail yard to the softball field, past the pharmacy and the hardware store. It was acrid, hurtful, <laughs> all-consuming, the kind of stench that forced residents and city workers to don masks just to get through the day. 
everyone knew the source. It was the poop train. The poop train. Right? For two months, this two-square-mile coal town in the lush forested hills northwest of Birmingham found itself mired in other people's problems. The unwilling custodian of a train filled with 10 million... (laughs) 10 million pounds? 10 million pounds of treated human waste from New York. Oh, I'm sorry, Parish, Alabama. This isn't funny, but I'm glad you guys got rid of it's it. They funny, did get rid of it. Holy- no, no. What yeah. was it destined for? Go back. You, okay, you, so it's you, you, sorry, sorry. Destined for permanent disposal in a landfill in nearby Adamsville, the train was blocked from traveling through when a neighboring jurisdiction took a stand against having the material traveling through its community. So it was going to go to a landfill, but then Alabama was like, "Why is New York sending their stuff to our landfill?" So I don't know what the what the story is behind it, but anyway. That, that is a fair well, it all comes uh, down to again, guys, follow the money. Follow the money. So they, somebody in, in Alabama was like, Oh man, think about how yeah. much money we could make if we let New York put their poo here. Yeah. They they And then all they, the people in Alabama were like, Damn it, Angelino. <laughs> right. It was Angelino. Why did you do that? It was Angelino. For sure it was Angelino. But they they did solve it. They got rid of the train, and I'm sure that there's some other, you know, the, the happy end of the story is the poop train is no longer in Parish, Alabama. It's Good. gone. And it even says in the article, it says the smell of barbecue has returned oh. once again. You know what? That's great. That's great. That makes me want to have barbecue right yeah, now. Yeah, I want to have some barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the poop train, uh, I know that doesn't have anything to do with biofriendly. That's that's a biohazard right there. Yeah. Um, but it but it but it, it does was have fire. to do with trains. It does have to do with trains. Yeah. And 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 poop. <laughs> Which is definitely, I mean, pooping. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. But I, I anyway, uh, the people of Parish Alabama are okay, and the people and Angelino in the sewage disposal unit in New York. Is a real jerk face. He's a jerk face. The and guy he, is. He like thought a- it would be so funny to send the poop train to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Angelino, the enemy. The enemy of, of all biofriendly. Of all biofriendly. He is. Yeah. Hey, if we ever did do that episode that was the biohazards, our yeah. alter egos. Yeah. Um, totally, Angelino is one right. of them. That's him. He's, he's the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. He's oh, the boss. that Angelino. That Angelino. So that's basically it. We've covered. Uh, Covered a topic on trains. I learned a lot about magnetic levitation trains, which yeah. is cool. And we learned that if you can take a train, you should. Mm. And if you can go travel, skip domestic, go international. Get to Paris, man. Get to Paris, man. Worth it. Take your dog. Worth. Take your dog to Paris, man. Take your service dog Every- that's allowed to go on the plane. Everybody, go to Paris. Um, this has been the Biofriendly Podcast, your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Tantamount. Way (laughs) too soon. No, no, it is tantamount. Not yet. It is, it is sound years ahead of the competition. I could have said it next. I could have said it next. You mean I was just supposed to keep going? Yes. Okay. This is Sound. your fault. This is not my fault. You have to You Sound. have to be prepared. You got to improv? For any kind of. Okay. Okay. Sound years ahead of the competition. Tangential, but worth it. Saving the world eventually. Uh, there's a poop train in Alabama. <laughs> What's the other one? So glorious. So, so glorious. Handsome. So handsome. Yeah. Really is. Tantamount. They have tantamount. And. Oh, no, you already did t- tangential. I said tantamount too early. And tangential, but I was supposed to say tantam- tantamount second because you know there's what? sound years out of the competition. I've decided something right now. Yeah. It doesn't have to be in order. It doesn't have to be in order. No. Okay. I say we just throw out the phrases and it doesn't And then matter. hopefully I remember. And hopefully we remember all of them. Yeah. 
and then we'll add more. I'm still saying this one's your. This one's on you, man. I'll take the blame. This I'll take the fall. This one's put me on the poop train. <laughs> call Angelino and tell him I'm coming back to New York. Coming back to New York. <laughs> me and the uh, ten million pounds of sludge. I think we. <gasps> I think we're gonna ten million pounds of sludge. There no not sludge. There is a song lyric. Sorry, last thing before we're out of here. Maybe I could cut it out. I don't know. There is a song lyric from the Pixies, and the mm. song lyric is 10 million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey. <gasps> they saw the future. From New York and New Jersey? Yeah. That's the song lyric from a Pixie song from the 90s. Do you think 10 that... million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey. It says 10 million. They're prophetic. They are. The Pixies knew the future. Oh, my God. Wow. Anyway. What if we just start listening to Pixie songs and see and how they, right they were? That'd be unbelievable. Are they like a Nostradamus here? It could be. <sighs> unbelievable. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next time. <laughs> hey, I remembered my Tumblr. Congratulations. We did it. What we, a great podcast. We did it. This is the last one. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.